welcome everybody. We're here today in Albany for the Freedom Rally this weekend. And my name's Andrew Hughes, of course, your host. Um, we're joined today by Martin the Pink Panther, Michelle Kinsella of IMOP, and of course, Scotty, who's always with me on these weekend trips from Scorpion Media. Welcome to everybody. Hi, guys. Hey, everyone. Hi, good. Hi. And welcome to the person who's just joined us online. Um, thank you for being here. So, guys, let's talk about today's rally. What's going on? Michelle, would you would you like to start off? Yeah, sure. So, um, here in Albany, we have a really active community and we have rallies and gatherings uh, often. So, today is going to be another Freedom Rally and a lineup of awesome speakers will be there. Uh, the sun's come out this morning, the rain's starting to clear, so that's always exciting mm. in Albany. And uh, it should be a really great day. So, it'll be a huge gathering at Air Park. Uh, down on the way towards Middleton Beach and uh, Graham Hood will be there, of course. And then afterwards in Albany, we have a jam-packed day. It's a huge weekend in Albany and I think the Freedom Rally kicks it off this morning in a great way. Yes, and of course we've got the motorsport um what is it? The oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Actually, we're, we're, <laughs> we're here for the uh, freedom rally, everybody. But um, I'm here for freedom only. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for freedom with a twist of a classic car event. So oh, it's going to be great in Albany. It's actually quite a famous event. It's called. Um, it's a classic car event and they close down the main street of town. We go all the way out to Middleton Beach, and it's basically a car race. And there's classic cars, there's all sorts of different cars, and it's absolutely fabulous. The community will really come out and support it. Last year I was, it was my first time at the classic car event and I was shocked. There were literally thousands and thousands of people that line the streets. It's absolutely wow. beautiful. Well, Scotty, do you think we'll be able to capture some of those thousands of people yes. for the Freedom Rally today? I think we all mix it all together, eh? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mix so um, this is a beautiful uh, Western Australia. For those overseas uh, podcast listeners that I know from Norway and France and Germany, uh, look, we I remember you guys very well. And um, we're here in Western Australia, which is the su south of Perth. We're they, down in the far south of Perth. The far Australia. south of Perth, yeah. We've got some beautiful, lovely hosts here, Ray and Judy. And we'd just like to say a very location. thanks yeah, to them. We, They've been wonderful hosts. Absolutely, just, yeah. Ray's just cooked us an amazing breakfast. Not to mention a fabulous dinner last night, so thank In, you, Ray. Indeed. And Martin, tell us all about it. What are you planning to do today um, apart from getting kisses from old girls? <laughs> well, my ambition is really to wake up and inspire people to flip and wake up in this situation we're in after or the disastrous election we're after having. So we obviously were here as a group and we intend to, my intention is to flip and keep going, keep inspiring and people telling the truth yes. and waking people up. And the more people have been suffering from, unfortunately, uh, the experimental yeah. drug. Yes. Uh, and the who jab. are suffering, the jab, the jibby jab, whatever you want to call the poison rod. The jibby jab. I, yeah. love, that. I love that one. And we too. get all these poor people out that are suffering with, have just reactions and get their stories out there to wake up more people. And we want to build an army of freedom people. And of course, that's really why we're here, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, for anyone listening, oh, we've had Robin's just joined us. Welcome, Robin. Hi, Robin. Um, um, of course, we're here to, uh, well, uh, us uh, media guys are here to try and meet everybody and, and join up with people like Michelle and start to 
really bring the community together and that's why we're doing all these trips yep. um, every week and we've got lot, lots more to come, possibly Port Hedland really yep. soon. Port Hedland, here we come, guys. <clears throat> yeah, so look, what before we go any further, I'd just like to say to our two listeners that are here at, uh, with us at, well, oh, it's nearly 9am, but it's a Sunday morning. Normally, I'd probably be still in bed. Uh, would you like to ask any questions? Please um, enter your questions in the live chat and we'll, we'll have a chat about it. Um, so, Michelle after you what is it you, you yeah were so i just something? wanted to touch on when martin said the um you know disastrous election results so i was a senate candidate it's my uh, third time running in a election and i've got to say yeah the results are super disappointing but to be honest they aren't what you know they're no different than what we expected mm. it's super hard for minor parties to fight against the system and unfortunately as well um i will say it there are too many parties there yeah. are just too many parties and what happens was that was a strategy uh that was designed to dilute the number one vote so what we really have to do and uh, i'm up we have a agm coming up and we're all meeting in new south wales and we'll be discussing where to from here so IMOP is the Informed Medical Options Party. Just give you a bit of background. We started yep. in 2016 with the original pro-choice anti-mandate party before this, uh, you know, concept of freedom party came along. And what we really need to do is look to the future. How are we going to come together? Even though we were in the CADCO cooperative, which includes GAP and the Australian Federation Party, mm. we really need to come together, all of the parties. But to be able to do that, you know, egos need to be put to the side party constitutions need to be put to the side and we really need to come together and unite. And if we could create mm. one huge party like the Labor, like the Liberals and to some extent the Greens, if we could have one party that is the alternative vote, then we would get all of those number one votes and that's where we're going to make a difference. And of course, Michelle, if you could also just get a little bit of coverage from mainstream media, that would be enormously helpful. <laughs> um, but well, that's... that would be good. But, you know, the mainstream media actually used to give us coverage. When I stood in the state election, I did get quite a bit of coverage then. I mean, it was quite derogatory. It wasn't particularly pleasant, but it was still coverage. Yep. And then what uh, I think they decided to do, because it seems across the board, is was media blackout mm. you know because we've always said any coverage is good coverage that's right um, but then it looks like the media actually put forward a concerted effort to a total media blackout and everybody was there was just absolutely nothing and scotty yeah. this this discussion around having less freedom parties um merged together is going around quite a bit at the moment isn't it lots of people are talking about that yeah look it, it seems to be uh pretty rife through the community the, a lot of disappointment but, you know, so it's hard to sort of analyse everything. I don't know, are all the votes even in yet? No, no, they're still counting. They're still counting. Uh, the Senate, the Senate it will take quite a bit, you know, because they've got to put all the votes through the machines. Um, and then that'll probably take about another week before yeah. that's announced. Yeah. But, you know, I do want to say to everybody, you know, don't be disappointed. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, what we did was we stood up and we were counted and we created a voice and we should be incredibly proud of that. I mean, I did a huge campaign tour. I did about six and a half thousand kilometers. Um, I know lots of other people worked super hard and we should be really proud of the fact that we came together as a community. There was lots of support, beautiful volunteers and uh, we worked really hard and we stood up and we were counted. So yeah. I think yeah. we should be proud. And you got counted though, even the fact that the, there was this media blackout and it's sort of global that, you know, the the media just will not show independent parties on them you know even like the, if you look at the umbrella group every day can you believe it every day they're meeting in front of 
Governor Kim Beasley's house, okay, his official residence. They meet there every day, hundreds of people, and yet the media never, very rarely shows up. I think maybe once or twice have they ever put anything Mm. on the air. Pink Panther, can you tell us about how the communication hatch at Channel 7, some of the escapades that has happened when trying to even meet the media? Yeah, well, we we rocked up there a good few times, and I bought the truthful paperwork. And uh, there's this blankly, the doors are locked, it's barricaded inside, and they've got a sandwich door on the right-hand side. They didn't have anyone there to begin with, then because they knew we were coming, they had a security guy open the hatch and just take the paper and obviously just chuck it in the bin. And we put a voice out to flip and hopefully get someone down to interview us. On the first day we did it, she did come down to interview us. And unfortunately, we had a bit of an incident where she turned her back and walked away because of someone else spoiled it for us. But uh, yeah. yeah, and after that, uh, never came down again. But, uh, but as, they certainly as, as, stand as, in the window and wave at us. Oh, exactly. And <laughs> give us the finger. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, 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 a special no, kind of way. No, but a, special way a good thing has come out of that. With all the police showing up all the time, and our last third, our third last visit, one young guy stood up out of the crowd on the concrete bollards there, directly pointed at the cops, got out his mobile phone, and he read them their oath. Mm. Right? And they had to accept what he was saying because they knew what he was saying was true. And the good thing about our outcome was the second, the two last visits we had at Channel 7, no cop showed up. Yeah, and of course, you can actually go and watch that on a video, both on my channel and also Scorpion Media's channel. Yeah, one of the Pink Panthers, the Pink Panther Strikes Again, one of those type of uh, yeah, that's a, like titles. A title, yeah. Yeah. Channel 7. It was a very inspiring thing that young guy did. I didn't really know what he was going to do. And then when I saw him getting into it, I thought, my God, you young guy, you go for it. Good on you. Like, yeah, and I did a really nice interview with him after that. Uh, which was interesting. And actually the cops were very nice after that too. They shook hands with some of the people. They waved us goodbye and, you know, the cops have been very good to us because when I do all, as you know, when, when I've done what all I've done around Perth, we go in peace, we leave in peace. So they know we're not troublemakers. We're just trying to give out the truth to everybody. Yeah, And, yeah, and the truth right. was uh, Pfizer documents. One of the main documents was yeah. how the ph- giant pharmaceutical company tried to hide for 75 years all the adverse reactions which they're causing all around Perth. We personally have met many people here, even in this Albany area, who have got a severe heart damage from various like pericarditis, myopericarditis. A, a lady it was a podcast just recently done by Andrew on the Bellman Report, Channel 8 News. The 8 News Show, which everyone's listening to right now. 8 News Show, which is what, well, this is what we are now. I knew that. And... Um, it, it, the lady's name is Renee. Renee, yes, who suffered a, a severe, almost died. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, coincidental how Pfizer had forty pages, and now they've diluted them down to nine. Well, I think. We I wonder why is that? Well, they're they're dropping the, under a freedom of information request that, that they that there was a group in America that sued them for that, uh, and now there are uh, the documents being released on the first of every month. So we've literally just had another drop. I don't know how many pages were dropped in this one, but we've had a uh, 11,000 page and I think uh, an 80,000 page. Of course, there's 340,000 pages in total that are being doled out over 
Unbelievable. The, the, the next lot of months till yeah. the end of this year. Unbelievable mass deception attempt by mm. the pharmaceutical. I mean, why would you want to hide this information for 75 years? Well, but, you know? well because, Litigation, they know. because they know that it was dangerous to people. It's exactly. experimental. It's killed lots of people. This, apparently, children have died in Western Australia. Yeah. Hi. Can yeah. I jump in? Yeah. So, you can. Um, so part of the reason I got involved with politics as well is because of mandated medical procedures and a lot of people we're talking about the COVID and there have been so many people even here in Albany I went to an event um, it was about the state of our hospital run by a couple members of parliament and even in that audience there were four people out of about a hundred that were brave enough to speak out about their adverse reactions but whilst it's absolutely terrible what's happening with the COVID injections we really have to keep focus on the fact that these mandated medical procedures didn't start with the COVID injection they started with the uh, childhood schedule and in 2016 no jab no pay was put forward by the uh, federal government which means you don't get um, access to childcare benefits if your kids are not up to date yeah and of course that's a federal piece of legislation but here in WA we fought against no jab no play in 2019 And there have been so many children injured, not just with the COVID injection, um, but also none none of these vaccine schedules have Mm. been tested for safety. Absolutely none of them. And we've got to have a look at what's happening with children. 50% of Australian children suffer at least one chronic illness. Look, um, Michelle, and we were just talking about Renee a moment ago. The most shocking thing that came out of that is that there are databases online that are tracking the batch numbers mm. of these COVID shots. And uh, she found that the one that it had caused an, a gigantic reaction with her had, was actually listed on this database. And it, but by the time she'd been injured, it had already killed two people and injured wow. dozens. Um, and of course, I'd just like to point out that Robin's made a comment online saying that, um, and, and the MSM don't, report on the fact that these documents are being dropped at the first of every month it's totally true true. i've still never seen anything from mainstream media about that it's weird but i must admit that i don't really pay any attention to mainstream media anymore because it's so pathetic but you think with that sort of information coming out it would be on the front page of the west Australian. you would it would be prominent and michelle i've got to ask you this question i don't know whether we spoke about it last night or not but who if there was information about bad batches who in the government whose responsibility would it be to make action around that information yeah generally that would be the health minister um Mm. but we saw it before here a couple years ago with a bad batch apparently bad batch of flu jabs for kids um and what happened was one child actually died from that batch and jeanette young uh, who was involved at the time who then went on to be the chief health officer for queensland was directly responsible for not not going to the mainstream media and not advising them that there was a bad batch out there. And it wasn't until Sabre Button here in WA was severely damaged that the mainstream media picked up on it and then they were notified, you know, there's a bad batch out there, everybody needs to stop injecting the kids with the flu jab and wait till the new batch arrives. So how long ago was that? Uh, Sabre Button was approximately i think 2018 
Saba. Right, so not very long ago. Not so long ago, but there was a dead child from that same batch beforehand and the government did nothing to bring it to the attention. They did nothing to to freeze the program. So we've seen from past behaviours, to be honest, they just don't care about the people. But for the mainstream media not to get on board with things like this with batch numbers is just appalling. Well, look, they're, they're paid off and, Martin, we all know that from the experiences we've been having going to Channel 7 and uh, it's oh, the, the Channel 7 staff themselves have told me, because I've done some interviews with them, that um, Kerry Stokes was handed $25 million in JobKeeper allowance but didn't pass one cent of it on to his employer, employees. Um, and, and, you know, they're just so uh, – the, the, the staff that work in these places, like the printing presses and that, are so downtrodden that I wonder how downtrodden the people sort of up the line from there are. Um, and what I'm getting at is here, they're clearly all controlled. And the, so mainstream media, as we know it, does no longer exist, right? Well, if you've noticed, each time now we come past Channel 9 in the city, their, their staff is actually at the window waving at us and giving us a thumbs up. Yeah, it's, in, it's so incredible, isn't it? We are making a difference in doing what we're doing. That's what we've got to keep doing what we're doing because it's given that staff confidence to know like, and what we we're doing is the truth. And obviously, unfortunately, unfortunately for many people out there, they have to, unfortunately. They don't have to, but they want to keep the jobs for bread on the table. And they're obviously the staff is controlled. Like yep. Channel Nine, la- Channel Seven, Lady Monica, that interviewed me in Forest Place. You know, I had to because of my job. <laughs> and I said, "Do you realise you're unfortunately not going to live very longer in the future if you keep lining up taking this experimental drug?" Yes, and, um, and I could see it all over her body language when I said it to her. Like, and w- another one of our listeners, FT New World Order. I'm assuming that's what it means. All it's an acronym, but. Um, what does the F stand for? <laughs> yeah, what does FT stand for, FT? Uh, but um, he's, this person's made a very good point that, of course, as we all know, MSM and certainly here in Western Australia, we're given a 100% tax rebate mm. um, over the course of the last, uh, I, I believe it's actually more than a year. I, I, so that heard. was to compensate for their lack of advertising renu- revenue or something Which like that. Which is all such a load of crap. A load of crap, absolutely. And actually, let me just jump in and I want to say, you know what? It was what, a bribe, we, wasn't it? It was, it was a, a bribe. bribe. It was a bribe. Um, at this stage, you know, I really want to say as well, thank you to the independent media and people like, um, you know, Andrew and Scott that have stood up and are bringing the true stories to the people. And everybody listening, hearing this, you need to share you need to share on your pages, Please. on your Telegram groups, um, your email groups. Share, 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 and let everybody know that there is an alternative media source that are telling the truth. Yeah, and I just and thank like you to, for that. Thank you so much, Michelle. And I'd just like to add, I'm not begging for money, but we're going broke fast. If you could become a patron of this channel, that'd be amazing as well. Uh, I think it's actually fine to ask for help. And assistance, and we have to get a bit past this. You know, these mainstream media companies have all these advertising revenue and money, blah blah. blah. Government money. Government money as well. Government bribes. bribes. Hold on, it's not government money. It's our money. It's our money. Thank you, Martin. Taxpayer money. Yeah, you're right, Martin. Martin. And you know, everybody has to chip in. You know, if there's a thousand people and everybody chips in ten dollars a month by direct debit. You've got some really good funds flowing. You can do your job full time um, because you've got to keep in mind, you know, we're all volunteers. Yeah, and, and the, the enormous amount of travel 
Um, and with the cost the of moment. petrol. It's been, um, I was actually really surprised. I mean, I think we put $122 worth of fuel in the car and we've still got half a tank. So yeah. it's a long way down here, but it wasn't too bad. It gives me a bit of confidence to go start traveling around a bit more. Um, and thank you for coming because it is a long way. I mean, it's five hours, 400 odd kilometers, and it's not the best highway. No, but it was it was great. We had a great time. Um, we didn't stop and do enough. Uh, we, we did one live stream to let everyone know that we're coming down, but I think we're about two hours late doing it. Yeah. And, we, and we arrived safe and sound. We didn't have any accidents. So. <laughs> no accidents. Oh. Don't, don't. Oh, oh, wait a Martin, it's all right, mate. No, there was no oh, damage done. Oh, listen, I, would, I, think, I think it's really important we do, do a bit of a plug for next Wednesday, 10 o'clock at the governor's house. Yes. Walk through the city, pass all these businesses, get people to come along to come with us. As well as when we go past Channel Line, the highway, get up to Kings Park, and what this will be our third week of going around the Memorial Centre, uh, holding hands in unity. I've this will be my third time saying a few prayers. We all have a hug to show love, truth, and unity, and uh, more and more people are coming. Thankfully, and I'd love to see eventually thousands and thousands of people at this event because this is where all the lovely women and men many many years ago fought for our freedom of this country yes and i think it should be remembered and i think we should do what we're doing because it's actually if you, as you pointed out to me yesterday andrew behind us we had many 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 tourists observing or visitors our, to the park the king's park but yeah. and but this is the thing um people beget people so the more people we have the more people are going to come and go what's going on over there and come and have a look and we ended up with we i noticed we had well uh, probably maybe up to 20 people maybe but they were standing there for quite a while and they listened to everything that was being said and of course we had kelly newton wordsworth sing a few songs i know that it was quite a few people wandered over when she started playing and that was great too Please, guys, if you haven't seen the video, please look on the video and share the video because it's very, very, what we're doing is very, very inspiring. I had two lovely women come up to me after the first one we did. They had suicidal thoughts in the morning. After what we had done, they were fine. Went for a cup of coffee, had a great chat with them, and they're fine. Came down to the Bunbury rally, and they're great, good form. So whatever we did, it did something for those two lovely ladies, you know. And this is the thing, when we gather together, you become so much stronger. You realise you're not isolated. It's a huge people's army out there, but the people have to gather. So 10 o'clock Wednesday at Governor House, everybody needs to come along, share it's it St. George's Terrace, yeah. Oh, yeah, on St. George's Terrace mm. and, um, and bring some people. Bring some people. If everybody brings two or three people, all of a sudden you've got a huge amount of people and the people are listening to us. Even though some of them might not be joining, they're listening, they're watching us. And because we do conduct ourselves in such an honourable way, mm. showing respect, acting appropriately. Yeah, well, respect. Um, actually, we've got a fantastic, well, I have actually, because the police always dealing with me, and I've got a, a fantastic relationship with the police. And uh, just on that note, I want to put it out there just so the people know we are making a difference. Absolutely. So far this year, 200 police have resigned. Yes. And these are experienced police, so that is massive to lose 200 police in Perth. 
and please God, as we keep going, it's going to grow and grow and grow. And I'm not saying get rid of police, like, but you know, um, that's right. But as, of course, as we keep going, more and more of this information is coming out. And I know for a fact that the employers and governments are being bombarded with lawsuits right now, which is really exciting. Which is really good. Yay. And, and yeah. we will be bringing more news of that in the very yeah, because good things, Short believe term. me, guys, good things are come behind the scenes. You might not see it, unfortunately, above at the moment because it's all propaganda. But behind the scenes, we are doing a lot of work and there's very, very good news coming soon. We've got very, very there good is. news coming soon. And we have to remain hopeful because at the end of the day, you know, the truth always wins. Right. And we will win this. We will absolutely win this war that we're in. That's right. And, and, um, we will continue to go and do interviews, both video and podcast interviews with people who have been injured and we'll do everything we can to get those stories out there. Um, yeah. Look, anything that anyone wants to add, look, I, I just want to mention to the people listening to us, we've had 13 people online. Um, there's only two that have stayed with us, which is wonderful. Thank you so much, you guys. But um, we... I've lost what I was about to say. Probably don't need to be telling everybody that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I know what we can talk about. Let's talk about the Mao Gowan event. Let's talk about the Mao Gowan event. That was really good fun, wasn't it? Tell it us all was. about it. Well, I think last Thursday, right after, so uh, everybody, Mark McGowan, Mark McLeod, is the premier of Western Australia. And he was showing up for a morning breakfast very early in the morning. And he was greeted by many people dressed as communists you know they wanted to make him feel welcome lined up along the street and he, yeah, and he made a couple flags. of mentions yes communist <laughs> it, flags it, it wasn't a hammer and a sickle it was a hammer sickle and a, and a shringe right or something yes that's yeah. right with a needle on it and, and this it, was at the joondalup resort it was at joondalup resort on joondalup boulevard up near Connolly, and everyone yeah. welcome to go and state your disapproval with them because they shouldn't be hosting dictators yeah. like him and the commissar himself mcclown showed up apparently and mentioned it a few times trying to sardonically uh criticize us a little bit but i think that you know that people are showing up there at six o'clock in the morning wherever he goes you know he in a sense he's kept this country this state locked down and created a, a you know a prison state yet he himself is uh, subject to the same sort of thing. You know, can he go anywhere? Think about it. Well, him and Kerry Stokes have been popping around the place for the last two years. That's right. That hasn't stopped. affect them whatsoever. No. I think it's fantastic that, yeah, six o'clock in the morning, people turning up is awesome. And let me tell you, I know from speaking to other ministers and contacts that I have inside Parliament House that all of these events, all of this, these people gathering are getting to him. Yes. It really, really is. You but, cannot underestimate how powerful it but is. But let's not forget all of the business owners who have been devastated mm. by this. Oh, the you the, the economic past, destruction this man's caused. You walk through the airport on a weekend. My God, the amount of shops that have closed is just like a, it's just like a ghost town. It's not the port I came to 11 years ago. It's just embarrassing. I wouldn't want to be the mayor of port right now. Who is the mayor of Perth? Where are you? As far as I'm concerned, he's just a radio celebrity and well, he thinks invited, he's amazing. But I don't know. We've invited for him to come chat to us and he sort of said, well, What are you complaining about? Everything's gone. I mean, think about this the job mandates. Uh, you can walk into a pub with no jab 
yet you cannot work there. There's what is the science behind anything? In fact, I'll go so far to say well, that nothing the government has done is has been uh, scientific at all. None of it. Well, a friend of mine's just joined our listener group. We've got a few more people online now, but uh, this person worked at Coles, and of course, anyone can go into Woolies or Coles and shop for food jabbed or unjabbed but of course if you're an employer employee you got to be double jabbed or or now you got to be boosted as yeah. well is there something screw screwy with that i mean well there's something really screw, screwy and there's also you know the legal implications when i used to run a business we were certainly never allowed to medically discriminate against anybody and the discrimination act still stands federally so the next thing will be was will these businesses be held accountable under legislation for medical discrimination? And that's what a lot of small businesses are not aware of. And also, Martin, just, you know, touching on the closing down of business, here in Albany, we've been absolutely devastated. Mm. Um, literally, our local newspaper is calling out on behalf of the businesses. There's no staff. And then the business closures are absolutely huge. And I'm proud of our community here. We have a massive community that have held the line. But what about the, the schools? There's articles coming out at the moment that if they can't get 1,700 teachers um, urgently, their schools are going to have to start shutting down. I mean, what the heck? Well, we've already got schools that are running under, I'm particularly passionate about education and uh, Sue Ellery, the Minister of Education, and I have had numerous email uh, you know, exchanges about this. And it's not only the lack of teachers, it's the resources, it's the gross mismanagement of schools. Um, but what what we what we do know is going to happen, and I, I just had a meeting last week with the local member of parliament here, Rebecca Stevens, and it's the migrant workers that are going to be coming in. Mm. Um, and I've spoken to a gentleman who's got the contract to bring in a lot of these migrant workers. And part of the reason why they're actually not coming on mass at the moment is because they don't have accommodation for them because of the housing crisis. But they are talking about billeting out workers um, to families and then the government will pay an allowance for them. And meanwhile, you've got tens of thousands of people out of work because they, they don't want to have an experimental me medical procedure. So how, I mean, the next thing we're going to be talking about is the mass homelessness Oh, it's a huge issue. It's I used already to run starting a, to occur. Yeah, well, I ran a soup kitchen here last year um, in Albany for homeless and hungry people. And I was really shocked. I was super shocked how many people that are homeless. Um, unfortunately, our soup kitchen was closed down with the mandates because, of course, you had to be jabbed as a volunteer. Uh, and all of us chose not to do that. So, unfortunately, the kitchen closed down. But the homeless situation is absolutely diabolical. And from my experience of lobbying uh, ministers and talking to them, and actually I had an interaction with the housing minister, uh, John Gray, Gary, sorry, about two weeks ago, and I tried to ask him in public at a budget breakfast some really tough questions about housing. And um, you know what? They just didn't want to know. I actually ended up getting yelled at at a breakfast because asking the tough questions holding these people to account. They just can't deal with it and we're in a crisis. But you know what else, Michelle? I think it's a little bit more than that. I think that they just actually don't know. They don't know. I think know. they're extremely had no idea. I had more data, more information uh, about the housing situation than what the housing minister did. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, look, I've just got to mention, we've had yeah. a couple of good comments here and we've got a nice question as well. One of them is that Robin's made the comment that the um, schools are having to combine classes, even um, mixed years. I've heard that quite a bit. 
Uh, so that's that's no good at all. Um, the other one is that um, uh, Troy has pointed out that many companies, including Coles, even though the mandates have been dropped, they're going to keep them. Mm. I haven't found it about my old company yet, but I'm pretty certain that that's going to be the same case because the man who owns that company is, well, let's just say. Jibby jabby happy. Yes, he's, he's a real pusher of, of the illegal experiment. Now, we've been asked to question everybody. So let me let me read this out to you. In your opinion, why do you think the McLean dropped their mandates so suddenly when, uh, when he was so adamant about keeping them? Only last month, do you uh, think it might be the WEF disastrous meeting? I need my glasses, everyone. It's not not done that I can't read. Or in <laughs> fact, <laughs> that the June first deadline for the third jab was being largely ignored. Or his upcoming court case. Very interested in your opinion. Well, I can add a little bit to that. I know for a fact that um, the McGowan um, office has been getting utterly bombarded with lawsuits, inundated with lawsuits, and in fact from the legal team that I've been working with, they received a very threatening letter from that legal team at 2.30 in the afternoon on the day before the mandates were dropped at 10 a.m. on Wednesday. Wow. Last Wednesday. So that'll have a lot to do with, I think, but I know just from speaking to other people and the legal team that I've been dealing with that they're aware of quite a lot of... um, you know, litigation going on there at the moment and it's only going to get worse and I can't wait to throw <laughs> to throw my two cents worth in to have my letter sent off. I wonder <clears throat> if Port Hedland had anything to do with it. Uh, well, the the Council of Port Hedland, uh, I'd like to hats off to the people in Port Hedland. Mm-hmm. What a lovely uh, initiative they've undertaken. Uh, Adrian McRae, a shout out to you as well, buddy. Yeah, yeah good job. Uh, we're going to have good Adrian job. online here. Yeah, we're going to get Adrian on. He was a uh, the Great Australian Party, GAP, yeah. uh, and he's a bit of an icon apparently up there in the Port Hedland area. But they, the council voted to undertake an investigation of McGowan's medical uh advice is that correct i believe yeah. i think that's correct because yeah. we still don't know who the health experts are we don't know what the advice was it's all smoke and mirrors well the advice has never even been shown in parliament so from 2020 to 2021 there was numerous ministers asking in parliament uh, to see the health advice that was from the chief health officer and none of it none of it was forthcoming at all are we also able to see the contracts between these giant pharmaceutical companies what's up with that well Can that's going to be next that's yeah be i think next. that would be under Secret the freedom of information we're going to need to sue under the freedom of information yeah. act which I, I believe is going to cost quite a lot of money but i think that um look we're all getting into the fundraising act now right and <laughs> we've dusted ourselves off after the election we're going to go hard into that so that we can lead the charge on on those sort of initiatives and i know that the legal team i've been working with uh, have been speaking to me about asking if i would be the person that would submit them so i don't know how that's going to go but uh oh i'm sure it's going to be fun it's always (laughs) fun going back to that question as well i think there was a huge backlash a huge backlash especially on social media i follow uh that very closely And over the last few months, the tide has turned against McGowan. And, you know, they're pretty savvy. 
and I think it was the third shot. It was a third shot. They took it too far and the tide turned too far against them and they had to sort of come back to reality. And, of course, we had the election coming. They want Labor to look good. So I think it was a combination of factors, but definitely the tide has yeah. turned here in WA against him. Righto. Um, look, this was only ever going to be a short live. We're going to need to mm-hmm. wrap it up real quickly. Um, our wonderful host, Ray and Judy, are um, needing to get on with their lives. In fact, Judy's already left. <laughs> so to, to, to work at her business. And um, so let's, closing words, the Pink Panther, what would you like to say before we get going? I would plead with everybody to be a bit, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot more open, transparent, and do your research, please, guys. Seriously, it's not rocket science. What you're living in is your body. It's your choice what you eat, drink, do with it. But be very, very careful with putting it into it because you are the cause of what becomes of you. Same as your thoughts, mm. what you say, what you speak, what you do, you are responsible. And, of course, there's an, a human inalienable right, meaning that it's non-negotiable for informed, yes. valid consent. Who, who else has no, right. no one else has got no right, no government, no doctor, nobody has got no right to tell you or dictate to you what you should take. I mean, they're giving out this experiment. The doctors are not even showing the ingredients. The, the doc, Why would you co- uh, coerce the doctor? The doctors sure. don't even know what the ingredients oh is, my generally God, like speaking. You can't get a mask exemption. You can't get an exemption away from because the doctors have been threatened to lose their license. I mean, why would you threaten the doctor losing for, for what reason? Like, what are you hiding to well, threaten the doctor the, lose his license? The, a doctor's right to make their own Choice. informed decisions Correct. is in, also enshrined in our health, health yeah. legislation. But, of course, like so many things these days, we've just turned a blind eye to it. And things like informed consent are no longer our right. They're our obligation, which is, I mean, if you want to make me angry and see me punch bloody holes in fridge doors, then then you Yes, I want to see that. (laughs) Scotty, last words, mate. Look, just a a shout-out again to Port Hedland and to the other councils around Western Australia and Australia. Let's persevere in this get you behind your community and let's go after the jugular of these globalist agenda let's find out what is in those pfizer contracts let's find out what the medical advice was because it looks like it's all very suspicious and against the uh, human rights and the government policies it's okay um, michelle go port headland go port headland ladies lucky last michelle <laughs> Closing comments? Yeah, sure. I just want to encourage everybody to speak your truth, do it with strength, do it Mm. with dignity, and most importantly, do it with compassion because many people have been put in an absolutely horrendous situation where they've not been allowed to make a choice. They've been blackmailed into it. So I just want to encourage everybody, you know, talk to your family, talk to your friends, um, and those of us as well, you know, there's many families that have been torn apart by this situation mm. and we need to come back. We need to remember at the core of everything is love and respect for each other. So I just urge everybody, yeah, speak your truth, do it with dignity, do it with compassion and kindness and love your fellow man. And yeah. on a fighting front, everybody needs to go to their member of parliament's mm. office. You need to take in the information, download the Pfizer documents Take them in there, give them the evidence and ask them the tough questions and keep that pressure on. Absolutely. Amen to that. Amen to that.
everybody. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. Amen. Albany um, Rally, guys, 10 o'clock this morning, and our meetup at Governor's House, 10 o'clock on Wednesday. We'd love to see you. Thanks we also a lot, guys. have another event um, in Kendanup on Tuesday, and Graham Hood and his beautiful wife Michelle will be there as well. So oh, jump on social and, media. And please have go a look. easy on Graham and his wife; they're extremely tired. Oh <laughs> man, poor people! And, and don't forget the umbrella group every day at Government House. That's Kim Beasley's official residence out there, eight o'clock in the morning till ten every day. And thank you very thank much, you very Independent much, Media, for giving us this platform. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you, thank you, everybody. And FTNWO, I'm sorry we didn't get to answer your last question, but I'll type something in to the the message bank. We've really got to get going. Unfortunately, our hosts have have got their their lives to get on with. (laughs) And the rally's about to start. And the rally's about to start. We've got to hit the road, unfortunately. So, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Until the next time, which may be later this afternoon, (laughs) from the rally, we'll see how the weather goes and what the facilities are like. But uh, Keep a lookout for the next Vax Injured episode. There's another really powerful one coming up next week. And we have, oh gosh, just after the last one that aired, I think I've got about three more added to the list just from text messages I was getting last night. So it is very sad, but it's very powerful and it's the truth and we need to get it out. So And we need to share the truth. So everybody keep on sharing the truth. Please, everybody, click that share button at the top of your screen and post it on your Facebook page everywhere you can, all of your Telegram chats and anywhere else you can think of. Thank you so much. Thank you. And please stay online while you listen to an amazing tune by the lady by the name of Kelly Newton-Wordsworth. This is Hold the Line. children we stand for our right to be free we stand against tyranny hold the line hold the line our people hold the line hold the line Hold the line, hold the line.
will go down with their lies. Hold the line, hold the line, up people. Hold the line, hold the line. Hold the line, hold the line. Hold the line, hold the line. Hold the line, hold the line.